Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. Discussing chapter 18, Moksha Sanyasa Yoga, Yoga of Liberation Through Renunciation. So we have learned that Prakriti is cause for the actions and Purusha is the Bhokta, the enjoyer of the sufferer for the fruits of actions. So everything that we have learned about actions is related to Prakriti. Prakriti is the cause for all actions. But the sufferer or enjoyer is the Purusha. Because of the interaction I have with this world, I perform actions. If the world is not there, there will not be any actions for me. But because the world is there, there are actions for me. But the results which come from these actions I, which I considered myself, is the sufferer or the enjoyer. So in this chapter, we are reiterating that the I, which I consider myself, is not the doer. But that association with this prakriti makes me think that I am the doer. So if I can overcome that association with the prakriti and the I, then I will be able to liberate myself from the sorrows and sufferings. Therefore, we had been very elaborately looking at the anatomy of actions and how the actions come into being. So we have learned that the knowledge of field is the propeller of actions. Until I come to know that there is a Tinpati club in this town, I won't have any way to go and play Tinpati if I am a Tinpati player. When the knowledge takes place that there are people who get together every Friday evening and play Tinpati, then my innate nature, which is to play Tinpati, will find them and join them. So that's the knowledge, knowledge of the field. The knowledge of the field is the propeller of my actions. So therefore, we have learned that this knowledge is also of three types. All my actions which I'm performing are according to my nature. Whatever I like, whatever I dislike, whatever my tendencies are, that's what I am pursuing the fields of actions. So the knowledge which takes place is also colored by my tendencies. We have first learned that the propeller of this actions is the knowledge. And this knowledge is colored by my own tendencies so the field of action which I choose and realize are colored by my tendencies which are part of the prakriti, so sattva, rajas, and tamas. So first we have seen three types of jnana. The jnana is also sattvic, rajasic, or tamasic. Then we said the karta 
is also three types. So karta, which is now in this case I, which I consider to be doer. It is my nature to be the sattvic, rajasic or tamasic. That will make then the action sattvic, rajasic or tamasic. So we have seen the three types of knowledge which propels me to act. Depending on my own tendencies, my actions will be also sattvic, rajasic or tamasic. So this is a continuous loop. My tendencies will affect the type of knowledge I will gain. Type of knowledge I will gain will propel me to act in the field of my interest. And then my actions will come out as per my tendencies. And then it will be self-feeding loop. More I act in this one particular field of with particular tendency, the tendency will become stronger and stronger. So we have learnt in uh, Tattobodh that mind is nothing but a flow of thoughts. In whichever direction the thoughts flow, it will make a channel in my mind. The deeper the channel become, more I'll be caught into that line of thinking. So the first thought occurs, there is no channel, it's a random thought. Second thought in the same line will then strengthen the first thought, which will give rise to third thought in that channel. And the channels will be created in my mind, which then will guide my thoughts in that direction, which is what we call tendencies. So more I think in that line, more I work in that field, more I'll be inclined to do that type of work. So that much we learned from our understanding how the mind works. Then we learned the buddhi is the deciding faculty in deciding whether this action to be performed or not. Tathobot says, Sankalpa vikalpatmaka manaha, that which is oscillating between if this is right or this is not right, should I do it or should I not do it, is mind. But once it decides this needs to be done or this is what I want to do, that's buddhi. Same thinking entity, we have learned there are four aspects of it. Mana, buddhi, chitta, and ahankar. So mind is when I am not sure about and waffling, it's mind. When I decide this is what I am going to do, it's buddhi. And then when I decide I am the doer, that becomes ahankar. And the chitta is that entity which is thinking. So this thinking entity has four parts. One of them is buddhi, which is very important part of taking decision about what field I'll be performing my actions. So while we are talking about how to renounce my actions in knowledge, we have known that that knowledge which I'm relying on my tendencies will be colored knowledge. But the knowledge which gives me the truth about myself, that who I am, that I'm not the doer. That's the knowledge. I have to renounce this doership into the knowledge that I'm not the doer. But buddhi plays a very important part because that is the entity which is telling me what is right or what is wrong. So Bhagavan says in verse 29 that buddhi and dhruti are also of three types. Buddhir, bedam, dhruteshchaiva, gunah, tatra, trividam, sruno. Prochyaman, asheshena, prutaktvena, dhananjaya. Bhagavan puts a lot of emphasis on this. He says that buddhi and dhruti, 
dhriti fortitude to accomplish anything or to be successful in anything there are two things required a clear understanding of what needs to be done but also fortitude to keep working at it till i succeed because we know there will be unconditional situation there will be obstacles in my path if i have dhriti then i'll be successful a consistent efforts in any field will give me success so i wanted this to a very important to achieve anything and therefore you should know that even they are of three types and prochyaman asesena i'm going to tell you without leaving anything out prathakvena and differentiating each quality of that so i'm going to give you in detail what is buddhi and what is dhriti pay attention to it because your success in your endeavor will be dependent on this two buddhi and dhriti this is pravrittim cha nivrittim cha karya akarye bhaya bhaye bandham moksham chaya vetti buddhi sapartha satviki we obviously have been going through satvarajas and tamas all throughout this bhagavad gita and in this chapter so we know what to expect so bhagwan said pravrittim cha nivrittim cha the one who can differentiate between what to engage in and what not to engage in what to retire from nivrittim then second is karya and akarya that is action in action this differentiation if i can make then i also should be aware of what is bhaya and what is abhaya what is fear and what is fearlessness i decide to do something first of all i should have known what my capabilities are i want to jump from third floor balcony because i have seen people doing it in movies i should know that i what my capabilities are whether that's the right thing to do so what to fear and what not to fear is also important bhagwan said that is what your buddhi will tell you my buddhi is now guiding me to say what is pravritti and what is nivritti what i should engage in what i should not engage in so buddhi is a reservoir of memories of my experiences buddhi actually retains my impressions of my experiences so the first thing buddhi does is it stores the experience itself so if i go to starbucks for the first time and then have a cup of coffee that experience what it was like is retained in my memory my mind feels with this it is joyful or not joyful but that impression is stored in my memory bank which is buddhi but buddhi if it is sharp enough it will not only store that information but it will also store the consequences of that inf- information now what happened with that experience was it then after that was a pleasant experience then nothing happened to my health my stomach was not upset was it more expensive than 711's coffee all that is also stored along with that experience not only that it is good or bad but what are the consequences so when i am engaged i am embarking on a new project a new action 
mind will say, let's do it. And then Buddha will say, let's check it out. Do we have any reference point here? Just like last time we said, Govind's mother did not have a reference point of what cobra looks like. So we have all this information stored from our childhood, what an elephant looks like. From very first time a child is told what an elephant is like, showed a picture, then you take the child to the zoo and say, that's elephant, that information is stored. But what elephant does, the child still doesn't have any clue, because he has no experience of interacting with that. But one who has that experience will also have that information stored in his mind of what to fear from and what not to fear from. So Bhagavan said that this buddhi therefore is very important that it has stored all this information along with its consequences. Then when the time comes to decide whether it's to be done or not to be done, it should give you a correct guidance by saying, this you should engage in, this you should stay away from. Last time I had pizza and I suffered through indigestion. Well, let's not do that again. So that's nivritti. Okay to have Starbucks coffee, it's great, not a problem. But pizza wasn't really good. My buddhi should be sharp enough to retain not only the memories but the consequences of my experiences and then present to me a decisive guidance. This should be done or not to be done. Pravrittimcha, nivrittimcha. Karya, akarya. Also, what is considered action and what is considered not an action. I may be engaging myself fully for all day long in some endeavor, but that may result in nothing because I was putting all my efforts in the wrong place. I want to go to New York, and I'm driving very fast, but I'm going south. I'm not going north. New York is in north, but I'm driving south. So even though I'm putting lots of efforts, that's occurring. There's no result which is of any value to me. So what is action and what is inaction? Inaction is not fruitful action that my buddhi should tell me that if I really want to go to New York, I should know where New York is in the first place. Well, it's on north. I should take 95 north, not 95 south. You know. And then fear and fearlessness. Something which I'm capable of and I can do it, then I'll be fearless. But something I'm not capable, but I'm not aware of my capability, therefore I'm doing it. I'm driving 120 miles an hour on... 95, sooner or later somebody's going to catch me or I'm going to run into an accident. So it's not fearlessness that I'm driving at 120 miles an hour in a 70 mile zone. That's actually foolishness. I should know what is fear and what is fearlessness. Bandham moksham and that action which is binding and one that is liberating. Habit forming. First time you smoke a cigarette, you say, it's okay, just an experience. That time you don't know, okay, it's going to be binding, it's going to form a habit. So actions which are fruitful or not fruitful, are they in the right field of actions or not in the right field of action? Are they good for me or not good for me? And we know the bandham moksham relates to my happiness. That actions which are binding will give me unhappiness. 
those actions which are liberating will give me happiness. So see, buddhi which is giving me right guidance in all these fields, so I end up performing a right action in a right field with a right attitude and achieve the result which will be liberating. Bhagavan said, buddhi sapartha sattviki, that is sattvik buddhi. And we obviously have learned in Bhagavad Gita before, the Bhagavan says that those people, matchitta, madgat pranaha, those who are attuned to me, buddhi yogam dadami tam, I give them buddhi yoga. So the buddhi which I consider my buddhi is nothing but the memory bank of all my experiences and its consequences. But there is universal buddhi which is aware of the truth. Bhagavan said, I will connect your buddhi with that buddhi. That your limited intellect will then be associated with the universal intellect where the truth is revealed without any coloring. And therefore you will know what is right and what is wrong. What is to be done and what not to be done. What will liberate me and what will bind me. He said, once that connection takes place, Bhagavan said, such a buddhi is sattvigi. Yaya dharma adharmam cha karyam cha akaryam eva cha ayathavat prajanati buddhi sapartha rajase because it is taking decision, it's a buddhi. Is it day outside or night outside? I'm pretty sure it's day outside. So that's buddhi. Because I came from my home, it was light outside, everybody's awake and people are running around, it's day outside. So that's the buddhi, nishchayatmaka. But is it giving me what is dharma and what is adharma? What is karya and akarya? in an appropriate manner, yathavat, as it should be, or yathavat, inappropriately. This action should I take or not? Go to a party and at the dessert table, should I eat all the dessert or taste each one of them or just take one which I like? When Buddha doesn't give me a right guidance, or yathavat, they say, well, you don't get a chance to taste all this in you know, a dessert all the time. It's okay to do it at party. Then all yathavat. Inappropriate guidance for dharmam adharma. What is my dharma and what is adharma? Dharma is my essential nature. Dharma of sugar is sweet. If it is not sweet, it's not sugar. That which does not let me see who I am in reality that's not a yathavat buddhi. So once I know who I am, then I also know what to do, what my duties are. Therefore, duties are also normally associated with the dharma. What is your, your dharma? Once I know that I am father, then my duties for the fathership come along with it. Once I know I am a brother, then all my duties for the brother comes with So as long as I know myself, in my essence, I will know my duties are, then I'll act accordingly. But when I forget that, I will not know what my duties are. Karya akarya. So once I do not know what my dharma is, dharma, I also will not know what are appropriate actions or inappropriate actions. So buddhi which is guiding me, but ayathavat, 
giving me wrong information. It tells me, no, 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 you are very good, you are a very sattvic person, you are a great person. Buddhi is boosting my ego. Bhagavan says, Buddhi sapata rajasi. That rajasic buddhi will then make me work harder and harder to keep up the show which I'm putting up. Rajasic, they have to put lots of efforts and therefore they stress and strain. Sattvic has very little stress and strain because they are working according to their dharma. The will which is well-oiled and is rotating on its axle has not really much energy required. But if it is not aligned and it's not oiled properly, it will take a lot more effort to turn that wheel on. So the Rajasik Buddha is like that. It is guiding me in a wrong direction, so I have to put a lot more efforts to achieve something. Because first of all, it's not my appropriate field. So things which gives me wrong perception about my ability, my innate nature, when I was going from high school to college, it was very simple. You don't have to think about which profession to choose. Start from first choice, medicine. If you not, then chemical engineering. Chemical engineering you don't get, then mechanical. Mechanical you don't get, go to electrical. Electrical you go to civil. And after civil, well, there are not good choices. You figure out what you want to do. No matter what you instead, you start with medicine. Can I get admission in medicine? Well, now, okay, chemical engineering. No, well, keep going down. Without knowing what my innate nature is, be it A group and B group. B group leads you to uh, biology, A group leads you to mathematics. So I chose A group for engineering. And then over the vacation, a friend of mine says, Neil, what are you doing? I say, I'm going to go in engineering. And he said, do you know, Neil, which way you have to tighten the screw? You have to turn screwdriver clockwise or anti-clockwise? So I said, you know, I never use screwdriver. I don't really know. I said, Neil, then why are you going into engineering? You have no aptitude. You don't know which way to tighten the screw. So I went home, told my mom, I'm going to go to B group. So because people say going to chemical engineering is a great thing to do, Without knowing what your aptitude is, you do it. But such a buddhi, Bhagavan says, the Rajasek. Such a buddhi, which does not give me what is karya and akarya, what is my dharma and adharma, and therefore guide me to a wrong field of actions, is Rajasek. Because it is not guiding me correctly in which field I should be going. And the last one he says, Adharmam dharmamiti ya manyate tamasavrata. He considers adharma to be the dharma the terrorists and people who are deluded and confused. I need to do this so that I'm performing my duties, killing people unnecessarily. But once it's such a person who considers adharma, which is not your real nature, which is not your duty, but you are doing it because you think it is your duty. Tamasa vritaham sarvatan viparitam shchabuddhi saparthatam se. In all cases, it gives me a wrong result. Whether yes, it gives me no. Whether no, it gives yes. Should I exercise? Says no. Should I eat sweet? Says yes. All the time I ask my buddhi, and my mind takes over and gives me a wrong result. Bhagavan says that's a tamasic buddhi. We'll stop right here. 
सर्वे भवन्तु सुकिना सर्वे संतु निरामया सर्वे भद्राणि पश्यन्तु मा कश्चित् दुख भाग भवे ओम शांति 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 हरि हियो श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि हियो